0: to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to preface it with this. I am not promoting the bashing or the deconstruction of anyone's ministry. I do not want those who listen to the Last Gen Podcast to then go up in the comments section of any minister and to start attacking them and bashing them for whatever reason. That is a dangerous territory to get into. Well, very recently, a very prominent minister has uh, made the headlines in Christian news and I'm sure has made the headlines in secular news as well, because this is a topic that the world is looking to the church for an answer. This topic right here is probably the most controversial topic in our day and age in pop culture uh, regarding the church or Christianity or Christendom. This topic is the topic of homosexuality homosexuality, we're talking about transgenderism, we're talking about uh, the LGBT community. Um, and, and this is a topic that I feel, and I'm telling you, I would not come on here just to, to bash ministries or because I don't like something or something that I disagree with a minister about. I just come on a podcast and rant about it and attack a minister. I don't do that publicly because whatever I do publicly, people that watch the podcast or, or watch this ministry will do openly and, and excessively. So I'm very careful about that, but I'm attacking this thought process and what was being said, because it does need to be attacked. What has been said, and it's not just this time, I won't mention the minister, but it's not just now. This has been happening for the past 20 to 30 years um, with, with prominent ministers coming out and saying things that, uh, you know, are very dangerous, very dangerous. So this prominent minister got in some hot water. He released a sermon online. Obviously, he preached to his church, a very large church, a very prominent church in, in uh, you know, Christian circles. And he started talking about this topic of, of uh, gay marriage. He started talking about the LGBT community, transgenderism, and there is three comments that he made that I want to uh, sink our teeth in to. You know, uh, sink our teeth into these three topics or these three comments that he made are not specific to him, and, and that's why I want to talk, talk about it because many ministers, w- w- this is a very common thing. Th- these three things are like the the stereotypical playbook for a seeker sensitive minister to hit in order to be liked more. All right, so we'll jump right into the first comment that this minister made. He came right out on his platform, and he said, many people ask me this question, pastor, what do you think about gay marriage? And then he proceeded to answer it like this, bro, I don't know. He said that. He was like, many people ask me about gay marriage. My answer, honestly, I don't know, bro. I don't know at all. This, this is, let me, let me just make this very clear for everyone that, that's watching. People will ask you about this question. You need to be ready to answer this question. Can I tell you the, the right way to answer this question? The very clear-cut clear right way to answer this question? What does the Bible say about homosexuality? The Bible says homosexuality is a sin in the eyes of God. That's the only acceptable answer. Scripturally any other answer is erring on the line of disregarding scripture and completely uh warping scripture the only right answer to that question is the bible says homosexuality is a sin and when you answer like that do not back off of it do not then say but you know anything after that is is an error hey alex you know i i know you're a christian Um, What what does the Bible say about homosexuality? What does the Bible say about gay marriage? The answer is the Bible says it's a sin in multiple places. It's not a mistranslation. It's not uh, something that was changed in the Bible. It is too clear that it is a sin. Romans chapter one, read it for yourself. Okay, that doesn't mean you have to say it judgmentally or saying, you know, you guys are burning in hell now. It's the, the, the truth. Homosexuality is a sin. Um, as said by God multiple times. But this pastor said, bro, I don't know, to be honest with you. And the thing that really irks me about this is that this pastor does know. So he says, he says I don't know, but come on, bro. You, you do know, you do know what the Bible says. See, it's just, it's just a blatant lie. And why, why, do, why do people feel the need to answer like this? Uh, number one I feel that th- they feel like they need to uh p- prop up this false answer this half answer because if they don't if they say what the Bible says, then they'll be taken down you know p- pop culture won't like them anymore the news will will report them on uh report about them and they'll lose their base that that's that's literally the only conceivable reason any pastor would say that because it's there are very few pastors or, or ministers who actually believe in their heart that the Bible is unclear about homosexuality. I'm telling you, there's a very clear, uh, few people who actually believe that. There's many people who know what the Bible says, but when brought on Good Morning America, when brought on The View, when asked in a public setting, well, you know, I'm not telling anybody how to live their life and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not judging you. It's, it's very, it's very clear cut. So to say, I don't know is a lie. It's a lie. If you've read the Bible before, you know, and it's your responsibility to answer honestly, regardless of how people take it. Um, Think about what God said to many prophets in the old Testament. When he gave them the prophecy, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, he says, give them the prophecy but do not regard their faces. And that can seem like a a wooden translation, which, you know, like, what does that mean, don't regard their faces? Many modern translations will say, don't worry about what they think about it. I'm giving you a message. Your job isn't to make me say, our job is not to make God sound more loving. He is love. So our job isn't to soften the message of God. Our job is to deliver it as written. I don't have any opinions outside of this Bible. This is where I get my opinion. And so it's it's actually unloving to then warp God's word. I'm going to take you to a scripture in Ezekiel chapter three, and we'll start in verse 16. We'll read the ESV. I may jump to the NLT as well. I want you to follow along with me and highlight this in your Bible, because this is a very chilling uh, scripture. God God's telling this to Ezekiel. And he's saying, and we'll start in verse 16. He gives them a prophecy, but then he says, At the end of the seven days, the word of the Lord came to me, Ezekiel. God said, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, You shall surely die, and you give them no warning. Nor speak to warn the wicked from this wicked way in order to save his life, that wicked person should die for his iniquity, but the blood will I require at your hands. But if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die for his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. And so he goes on to reiterate it. But let's read this in the NLT for a second to give you a better uh, understanding of, of what he's saying here. Ezekiel 3.16, the Bible says, After the seven days of the Lord, uh, after the seven days, the Lord gave me a message. He said, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you receive a message for me, warn the people immediately. If you warn the wicked, saying, you are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. So the fact that preachers are unwilling to tell the truth does not change the destiny of humanity. I'll, I'll paint this as a very clear picture. And this happens and it needs to be uh, discussed in depth. What happens when a minister uh, makes light of the sin of homosexuality or, or lesbianism or transgenderism? What happens? Many times, there are people on the other side of the camera or of, of you know, in the pews who are dealing with that. Imagine a homosexual who has been living this life um, of homosexuality, comes to church for the first time and has heard from other people, I know, I know what I'm doing is wrong. I know the Bible says it's a sin, so I, I want to come to church to make my life right. I want to get right with the Lord. And they have every intention to... Uh, turn from their wicked ways, turn, turn to God, live a holy lifestyle. But then they hear the preacher say, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? I don't know, bro. So then if I'm that person, I think, oh, well, if the, if the preacher doesn't know if it's a sin or not, if it's up in the air, if the Bible's not super clear, why would I change anything? Why would I change my lifestyle? Christians can't even agree on this topic. If the Bible's not clear, Who cares? Maybe God is okay with it. And so I'll live the rest of my life in sin, not knowing uh, that God is very clear about it in the word of God. And at the end of time, that person will go to hell. And so already I know people. People cringe. People cringe because they're, they're ashamed of what the Bible says. But the Bible says that anyone who practices homosexuality will not inherit the kingdom of God, okay? So that person will end up separated from God for eternity. But God will not just fault that person. He will then turn to the preacher who lied to him and say, why did you not warn them? Why did you lie to him? And the blood he'll require of the preacher's hands. I I refuse to be the, the minister or the Christian for that matter who stands on the, uh, the edge of the chasm between heaven and hell and have masses of people point their finger at me and say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you warn me about sin? Why weren't you harsher? You know, this, this will make it, this illustration that my, um, my pastor, Pastor Ted Shuttlesworth, um, makes all the time, and it's very clear. And then we'll move into the second point. But he makes this illustration. What if... There was, uh, and, he, and he talks about his son, so he, his, his uh, youngest son, Teddy. What if my son, Teddy, was playing in the middle of a, of a heavy uh, populated highway, a busy highway? He's just playing around, you know, he's playing on his iPad, walking around the street. And I see him. I know that it's a busy highway. And off in the distance, I see a Mack truck coming, a big 18-wheeler Mack truck. And it's coming down the road at 90 miles an hour. And I see that it's on a a clear path for my son. And I think to myself, well, you know, who am I to tell him where to stand? Who am I to tell him, you know, what he should be doing with his time? He says, am I just going to let him stand there and play? No, I'm going to, if I'm a loving father, if I'm a loving person who loves my son, I'm going to do everything in my power to go out into the street and yank him out of the pathway and that'll save his life. But if you were super zoomed, like if you had a camera lens and you were zoomed into the situation and you saw Teddy playing in the street, but you didn't see the Mack truck coming, you would think, what, what's that, that father doing dealing with his son so harshly? I'm gonna report him to CPS. And you could, you could get mad about it. You could say, this is an unloving father. He's just, you know, he's just judgmental. He's just harsh with his son. But if they zoomed out, they would see the Mack truck is coming the Mack truck of eternity is coming. And it would not be loving of me as a preacher or me as a Christian to make light of sin or to to say, I don't don't know, the Bible's not super clear. It's a lie, you do know. You do know it's a sin. So the blood is required at your hands. So the first comment he made is, "I, I don't know, bro. I don't know what the Bible says. Number two, he got over to the topic of transgenderism. Um, and he made this comment, which when I saw the clip, I just the, the soundbite, I immediately thought, I know how some Christians are. They probably took this small clip and, and took it out of context. Um, so I said, I said, let me listen to the full message. It's probably not as bad as the clip. So I went to listen to the full message, and I quickly realized that the entire message is much worse than the clip let on. Much worse. He said... People ask me about, you know, transgenderism. And he said, to be honest, I wish God would have made it simpler. Talking about gender, I wish God would have made it simpler. I wish there was like an A, B, C, or D, however you feel to be. Speaking of man, uh, a male, a female, uh, you know, whatever, whatever else gender you feel like. Do, Do you not see the problem with this? The pride that's involved in this. And, and older people will um, understand what I'm talking about a lot better than, than young people because a lot of times, if you grew up in middle school or high school in the last 10 years, right, you, you went through public school, or not even public school, if you've just been a young person, you know, if you're around the age of like, you know, probably like 16 to, to 25 you could get so in this bubble of our own culture and society and say that transgenderism this topic of lgbtq this debate among christians and the world this has been going on for a while and you know this is just the norm when you know my parents your parents you can ask them older people will say um no this is a very new thing this is not some this is not something that's like an age-old question can there be more than two genders you know can a man be a woman This is a very, very new thing. So new, you know, you think about it. President Obama, who was the first president, by the way, to openly uh, condone gay marriage. The first president. And so it has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. It doesn't have to do with that. He went into office saying marriage is between a man and a woman in 2008. That was his stance. You can find clips online of Joe Biden, who you could think is the most liberal person in America right now, but there's very clear clips of him saying, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Marriage is clearly between a man and a woman. That's it. And that wasn't like 60 years ago. That was like 10 years ago. So this, this whole thing is a new thing. And so to say, I wish God would have made it simpler. How much simpler... Could he have made it? Male, uh, male, female, man, woman. What a prideful thing to say that you know our way is simpler. What a prideful thing to say to, to God's people, uh, you know God made it more complicated than he had to had to make it. That's dangerous. You know I, I have the the uncanny revelation. God knows better than I do. God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. When he created male and female, he knew what he was doing. And so for some 21st century mindset, a liberal mindset to come into the mix and say, well, actually, we have it figured out, and this is the simplest way and this is the most humane way. God, I know you're billions of years old. You don't really know what you're talking about. We have the way. What a prideful thing. So as a Christian, and I know I'm talking to people who don't, um, you know, who aren't on the edge saying, you know, like, I, I know our base isn't pro-LGBTQ or whatever, but I, I'm making this podcast because I want you to, to gain a, a not caring, like, our only message, our only job is to deliver the word of God as written. We don't have to really worry about what people will think about it. I, the Holy Spirit is a better communicator than I am. He wrote it how he wanted to write it. Now I just got to tell people what he said. I wish God would have made it simpler. He did. Don't, don't ever get in this, this 21st century mindset that, like, we're now enlightened. We have regressed as a culture, not, not progressed. Okay, so first comment, I don't know what the Bible says. And second comment, I wish God would have made it simpler. Um, and then the third comment, I can't quote to you verbatim, because if I did, it would clearly reveal the identity of this preacher and the church. But um, we'll talk about this. He, he made the comment, and this is the part that went viral. He made a comment. Um, that the intent of the comment was to make light of the situation he kind of made a joke um, about the issue of transgenderism and again i can't I can't quote to you the thing because I don't want people going on the thing and being like alex calls out this preacher but the moral of the story is he made light or he joked about the the issue of transgenderism and, and this is where we'll end it here. Anything that you make light of or pretend is not a big issue, the world will then celebrate. I want you to understand how we got to where we are in America. It's it's not because the world hears preachers and says, you know, F you to these preachers. This is how it works. Culture will only allow what the weakest link of the church will allow. I'm going to say that again. Culture will only allow what the weakest link of the church, and I don't mean the the body of Christ, I mean churches, individual churches, leaders in the Christian faith will allow. So if someone, and it doesn't have to be many, it just has to be one prominent leader to say, it's not that bad, then the world will say, look at that, a Christian thinks it's not that bad, I guess it's not that bad, and then they'll take it to the extreme. 30 years ago, this was not the issue that it was today, that it is today. So they're looking for a weak link. And let me take it to to a personal level. Sinners in your school, in your college, at your workplace are looking for a weak linked Christian, a weak Christian to then give them a license to sin. Because whether you realize it or not, the world is looking at the church the Holy Spirit still convicts the heart of people so it's not like people everyone in the United States uh, is is just like you know a big middle finger to the church they they really do care about what the church is saying because they want to ease their conscience so if, if they hear a Christian say you know uh, drinking isn't that bad they're okay at least I'm you know at least I'm not that far off I drink pastor drinks so it's, it's okay if the, the pastor says homosexuality is not that big of a deal. Okay, if the pastor says it, then it's okay to me. Or if the Christian even says it, then I guess I'm not that far from a Christian. It's dangerous, man. It is. So be strong in what the Bible uh, says. I want to I pray. I know it's a short podcast today, but I want to pray for everyone listening that we would be strong in the word of God. That's, that's why it's so important To read the word of God. That's why it's so important to know what the Bible says. One of the the main reasons of this podcast, like the the reason that we started this podcast, and you've heard this saying a lot, we want you to know what you believe and why you believe it. The why you believe it is important. Because you have to be ready to give a defense, an answer, for the hope that lies within you. Because people will be asking. If people aren't asking about your faith, you're not open enough. If people aren't asking you questions that make you uncomfortable in your flesh, you're not being open enough about your faith. There's many people who who can be Christians for 10 years throughout their whole span of public school, from middle school all throughout high school into college and not one person know that they're a Christian. That's a problem, my friend. That's a very big problem. So understand, the world hated Jesus. They're going to hate you too. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for everyone watching this podcast. I thank you that you've deposited your word into their spirit. Holy Spirit, give us a strength to stand firm on the issues of Scripture, that we wouldn't bend or bow our knee to this culture, but that we'd say strong in the Word of God, in Jesus' name. Make us more effective witnesses. Make us more effective soul winners in the name of Jesus. And let those who are living this lifestyle, in the lifestyle of homosexuality, transgenderism, lesbianism, let them flock to churches with questions. And Holy Spirit, draw them to salvation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, thanks so much for watching. If you've not watched already, we have about 100 podcasts that are already recorded over the past two years. The Last Gen has made it our goal to uh, make you firm in the foundations of Scripture, knowing what you believe and why you believe it. There's a bunch on YouTube here on this platform, and if you're listening by podcast, you can scroll all the way back to find any topic um, that you're wondering about and, and let, it, let it build your faith daily. Listen, I love you. My name is Pastor Alex. I want you to follow me on Instagram at alex.iaquinto. That's I-A-Q-U-I-N-T-O. And then follow The Last Gen as well at Last Gen Youth. I'll see you guys next week.